0: Gospel reading today from the Gospel of St. John in chapter 2, we're given the account of our Lord Jesus Christ's first miracle of His earthly ministry that took place at the wedding in Cana. And I tell you, there are so many wondrous revelations. When you look at what the church has seen as God has revealed in everything that Jesus did in this miracle, but also the meaning of it all for us as the church. So many things that we could focus on today. Our Lord would have us focus on the fact that Jesus' first miracle at the wedding of Cana, turning the water into wine, was truly a manifestation of the very reason that he had become incarnate in the first place. The very reason that he clothed himself with our humanity in its fallen nature, joining into his divinity that our nature could be transformed into his. And so I'm going to tell you the testimony. You heard it chanted, but I'm going to tell you the story. And I'm going to tell it in brief form. Because our focus today is to focus our hearts in the actual change of the substance of water into a uniquely different substance, wine, and what it tells us about ourselves because of Christ's presence within us. The story goes like this. Our Lord and his mother, they went to this wedding. They're invited to this wedding at Cana. And during the wedding, they had run out of wine, which was going to be a humiliation for both the master of the feast and the family putting it on. And so our Lord's mother goes up to her son and lets her, he just lets him, she lets him know the problem. They've run out of wine at the wedding. And even though our Lord tells his mother, woman, my hour has not yet come. Notice that he, even though he says this. He allows her intercession to be fulfilled by him, as he would change the water into wine. He tells the servants to take the six stone water pots, and if you miss the next thing I'm going to say, it's this one line I don't think we look at hardly at all when we see this story, almost as if it's just in passing, but it's actually very important. He tells the servants to take the six stone water pots according to the manner of the purification of the Jews. We're going to look at what this means in a moment. What St. John is showing us here in mentioning that detail. We'll look at this later. And make sure those six pots, make sure they're filled with water. And take them to the master of the feast. So the servants went and they topped off the water so that they were filled in each of the six pots. And as they brought the pots of water from wherever they were to the master of the feast, that's where the miracle took place on the way. For when the master of the feast drew out, he did not draw out water, but the most fine and choicest wine that the wedding folks had experienced up to that point were in now in those water pots. Our Lord had miraculously transformed the water into wine for the blessing of all. Consider the reality of this miracle. By the presence of Christ, The nature of the water was changed completely. It was now a uniquely different substance. And even a uniquely different identity with a uniquely different name. No longer called water. Now called something entirely different. Wine. Something entirely different than it was before by its very nature. St. Maximus, Bishop of Turin in the 400s. Here's what he says about this miracle. Addressing the expectant servants, he said, Fill the jars with water. The servants promptly obeyed. And suddenly, in a marvelous way, the water began to acquire potency, take on color, emit fragrance, and gain flavor. All at once, it changed its nature completely. Now, this transformation of the water from its own substance into another Testified to the powerful presence of the Creator. Only He who had made it out of nothing could change water into something whose use was now quite different. And I tell you today that Christ's first miracle, this changing of the water into wine, is the very manifestation of the reality of the wonder of our own salvation. And He would demonstrate it in this very miracle. Because our transformation, is it not the transformation of the human soul from the fallen nature and condition? A condition much lesser than it should ever be or was created to be. Transformed to something entirely different. The very nature of God, the creator himself, which is what we were very created to be by him and purposed to become through fellowship with him. I love how St. Maximus describes the physical change and the results, not just the physical change, but also the results of the change of that water. It's as if he's saying that this colorless, odorless, mostly tasteless substance of water all of a sudden was transformed into a beautiful color, a wondrous, wondrous aroma and fragrance, a potency of taste and effectiveness. We're being shown that this change Actually happened in its nature. We see that physically. From water to wine by its very substance. But the changing into water and wine. Was not just for the substance itself. But it manifested blessing. Through that substance. To everyone who partake of that change. Do you see that? Are you starting to see the tie to yourselves. And what we are to be. I hope so. We're going to see it. We're going to see it more. Because those who experience the wine. The wine enjoyed what they were receiving and it brought joy to them the water into wine by the presence of Christ is every soul of man that receives him upon their baptism every last one of us which brings us to that line about the six jars what did it say about the six jars it says these six jars of water were set aside according to the manner of the purification of the Jews This was water set aside for the cleansing of the Jewish people. The cleansing of the Jewish people. You might think the consecration of the Jewish people. We see this all throughout the Old Testament. And in the Old Covenant. Whenever the people would approach God. They would ritually cleanse themselves. How? With water. When God called his people to the mountain to be with him. Through Moses, he commanded them, consecrate yourselves. And how? Through the ceremonial washing with water. In the temple and in the tabernacle of old. There were even bathhouses in the temple or basins where the faithful would bathe themselves, wash themselves in these waters before approaching God to offer their sacrifices and their prayers. And I would say to you, what is it that we do when we enter from the narthex into the nave? We dip our fingers in water, holy water. Water set aside for more than cleansing of the person, of the outer person, but the cleansing of the soul. We're reminded of our baptism. And this is why John is mentioning us. These pots were set aside for baptism, for cleansing, for cleansing purposes. And our Lord Jesus tries to bring present. We look at ourselves in this way. When we go into those waters of baptism. Just like those waters of purification. By his presence. He cleanses us entirely. And that's not all. As we are cleansed. He then proceeds to fill us. With his presence. Within us. So that we the water. In these jars of stone. May be turned into the wine of his nature for the blessing of all our nature is being changed into his all through the journey of our lives we are gaining a beautiful color his glory and we are gaining a sweet aroma the very fragrance of our Lord Jesus Christ and we are gaining a greater taste which is a potency in order to become the joy and peace of Christ to everyone around us, both in the church and in this world, every soul that we encounter. This is why St. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians in chapter 2. He says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ, among those who are being saved saved. And among those who are perishing, in other words, we are the fragrance of Christ to every soul around us in the generations in which we live. My friends, are you starting to see more of this truth about yourselves? What God is doing by his presence within us, you, me, we are the jars of stone filled with water. Filled with water, becoming wine by the presence of Christ just as at the wedding in Canaan. That's why St. Paul goes on to express a couple of chapters later in 2 Corinthians. He said, For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. But it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Don't ever read a line like that and not spend hours asking God, what does this mean? This is one of the most amazing statements I find that Paul makes about our life in Christ in all of his writings. And I read that part again. God has commanded light to shine out of darkness who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We are back to the epiphany message that keeps coming back to us, that as we sit before Christ, look upon his countenance and look upon his face like a mirror, you remember, we are being transformed from glory to glory, less like water, more into wine. Less like our fallen nature, more into his wondrous nature. The very nature of our God who created us. And by being changed, we manifest the epiphany. We manifest the epiphany to every soul that is around us. And listen to what St. Paul says in the next verse. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. You know what an earthen vessel is, don't you? A jar of stone jar of clay we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not us what is this treasure that you and I have in these jars of stone that we are my friends the treasure is our Lord Jesus Christ himself who is with us who is in us here and now and always that is the treasure st. Paul is speaking about St. Hilary, a bishop in the 300s, listen to his words. Do we have appropriate words or senses to ascertain what methods produced the change by which the tastelessness of water disappeared and was replaced by the full flavor of wine? It was not a mixing, it was a creation. And a creation that was not a beginning, but a transformation. A weaker liquid was not changed by adding a mixture of a stronger element. One entity perished and a new entity came into being. Are you, you've got to see this. We're hearing the language that we've been speaking all throughout Epiphany. We're hearing the language that we have been hearing about in our Sunday school classes. It is the very language of Christianity creation. Recreation by transformation. This is what our Lord is showing us. And what is our part in this? What is our part in this union with Christ as he's present within us? Our part is this, that we take this incredible treasure, our Lord Jesus Christ within us. And we cultivate this gift through absolute offered relationship. By living our lives in and from this profound relationship. Then the human, fallen, lesser nature will perish, and we will be enlivened as the nature of Christ becomes us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.